Welcome to the show. It's What Are You Into? I'm your host, Kelly Hudson. You're back for another episode where we talk about sex, we get curious, we get dirty and down with our guest. And this week, our guest is Katie Thompson, who is a person I met at a party. Um, I was at Lauren's birthday party. Lauren, who was on the show um, a while back, she's an OnlyFans creator. And we were on Lexley's roof. Lexley's the other OnlyFans creator we had on the show. And I was just sitting minding my own business next to this beautiful redhead. Um, and I said, what do you do? She said, I have a sex podcast. I said, are you fucking kidding me? I have a sex podcast. Um, one of those very cool Hollywood conversations, guys. So yeah, and the rest was history. We decided to be friends, be on each other's show. I already did an episode of her show, which is called See You Next Tuesday. So if you want to listen to part one of this conversation, basically, go check that out. This is basically part two. We talk about everything. We talk about having sex when you're high on marijuana. We talk about bath bombs, baths, just just a lot of talk about baths, um, sex in the bath, how that's not really preferable for either of us. We talked about anal. We talked about titties. We talked about titty reductions. It was just a great episode. We had a lot of fun. I really like this girl. Her dad's actually a radio DJ, which I had no idea. So she kind of has this like fantastic voice for radio and podcasting running in her family already. She's got a leg up on old Kelly, whose dad was an engineering professor. He was also a singer, but you know, you know, you know. So guys, thanks for being here. If you're new to the show, welcome. Come give me a big hug. Thank you for coming. Um, If you like the show, go give it a five-star rating and tell your friends about it. Subscribe if you haven't already. Go to my Instagram if you want to see Katie's incredible eye makeup that we discussed at the beginning of the show. She looked amazing. Guys, enjoy the show. Katie Thompson on the show, baby. Thanks for being here. So excited, you guys. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I did my most dramatic eyeliner I could possibly muster up today. Oh my God. I have to at least put a screenshot of this on the Instagram. Yeah, I'll I'll send you a full look because I'm still in my pajamas with my hair not done. So it's it's an in-between vibe (laughs) right now of what's going on but the final look I have a lot of faith in it and I think it's gonna be fun you're so putting on tuned. Full, like femme drag today yeah why Whoa. not you know for what for work for just work just for fun <laughs> I see all of these like Instagram my entire uh like Instagram for you page explore page whatever you want to call it is fancy nail designs mm-hmm. which looks so easy to do when they do it and totally. I pick up my tools. And they do to it do in it. like fast forward and you're like, ah. yeah. And I'm like, great. I can totally do that. And then I try it and I'm like, okay. And so same thing with it's, my, and it's also a bunch of cool eye makeup. And I see, you know, on TikTok or there, the, the girls, they have these really fun eyeliner moments. I'm like, you know what? It's going to be me, but you mm-hmm. have to start somewhere. You have right. to just start trying. It's not going to happen beautifully the first time. So this is literally my first attempt 
Uh, and it's I'm very impressed at how clean it looks. Thank I am you. like really bad at liquid eyeliner. I mo- I recently posted on Instagram some photos of me that I went to a drag party and I just like sort of started in on it. I was mm-hmm. like maybe going to do a tutorial, do a certain style of drag, maybe do like a Trixie Mattel or something. But then I was like, no, I'll just start drawing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just do your own thing. But that's Start fun. lining and lining yeah. and lining. And then it's your own look, you know? exactly and somebody's gonna want to follow your tutorial exactly (laughs) just start drawing really that's That's literally what happened yeah because this wasn't supposed to be so thick right um because it's like what's happening on my eyes for those of you who can't see because it's none of you uh (laughs) it's like a winged cat eye moment but then instead of it ending it goes up and around my eye so it's like a weird circle oval so it's like a comic book like if you were to draw someone's eyelid with a marker that's what it would look like yeah and i was trying to do the more pointed moment that they do Right. The point was literally not happening. So I was mm-hmm. like, what if we round this? What round if we round it off? Feminine, soft, rounded, you yeah. know? Yeah. And I like you, it. You it's were 60s. saying it's a twiggy moment. So now I'm thinking mm-hmm. to draw a couple of fake lashes on the bottom. And I mean, I if I hate them, really I can, cool. I can yeah. always take them off, you know, if it's just too much. But right. Yeah, that's kind of what I'm what's what's happening on my face today. Instead of come, we have fun eyeliner. (laughs) (laughs) This is not a makeup podcast, but I will ask, do you have like a makeup like an eye makeup remover strategy? Because I started doing an eye makeup tutorial for when I was shooting my photos for the podcast. And I Mm -hmm. definitely had a full panic attack because I kept having to erase eyeliner and then it would leave this big red mark. And I'm like, ah. What is your, you're asking for when you mess up when you mess up or also when you mess up, what's your like little tool that you use or when you take all of it off, what do you use? So Neutrogena makeup wipes, those blue makeup wipes. That's all I use. It's like a magic eraser for my face. I love them. And then if I'm going to like correct my eyeliner or something, I'll take a Neutrogena makeup wipe and I'll take the makeup brush and I'll wrap it around it, like I'll condiment with it. Oh my and then God. I take it and then I just literally in the same way that you just would like with a pencil eyeliner or just, eraser. Yeah. You just literally go in there and erase it Perfect. and it works beautifully and it Perfect. doesn't like bleed everywhere and it's not really runny or anything. Right. I was uh, getting so like I a use those. dip and like dipping it in like coconut oil and warm no, water. Then you and... get that red yes. uh, bullshit from it. Oh, yeah. So I stopped with that. Yeah. Uh, I did correct this with a Q-tip because I can't find my makeup wipes. Oh I don't God. know where they go. They're oh almost like hair ties. What are you and gonna like, do tonight? They're when you big. Have to take your makeup? I'll just use my like uh, my face wash in the shower. Gotcha. I don't know. It's like just go. Yeah. It's like La Rouge Pousset. I know it's not pussy or pu- pus pussy, but it's like it's P O U S A Y. I don't know. It's some French bullshit. I really I think in my it. head I have I have the the facial like the daily sunscreen of that, mm-hmm. and I think I just say La Rouge Pousse in my face in my head all the time. Put that La Rouge Pousse in my face. La Rouge yes. Pousse. Um, yeah, that's so, what I'm using. We both yeah. use it. Yeah, I use it to wash my face. I really enjoy it. 
So it sounds like we're old pals, and that's because mm-hmm. we spent an hour with each other on Monday, like yes. two days ago. We just did. Gavin and Gavin on your podcast. You have a yes. sex podcast called See You Next Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I when I I met you at a party, my very sexy, fancy friend Lauren had a birthday party. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been on the show. She's an OnlyFans gal um creator who knows if she's like giving those fucks the time of day these days because right. they fucked everyone around so much really but- dicking everybody around i just i didn't and not to interrupt your thing i just no, didn't understand the whiplash that Ugh. happened with it and i it didn't just made understand- them look so fucking unstable and well, like- i mean okay you put these rules in place the day that they leaked you had content creators reaching out and asking hey is this true and y'all fucking messaged them back and said no wait until it comes out you're gonna see it's completely different than the next day it came out all of it was true so everyone was like well fuck all right i'll start taking my content off a lot of people started taking their nude content off and then the next day they were like you know what actually we've worked it out it's gonna be okay Oh my God. What, what a stupid, stupid thing. It was so I just fucking don't crazy and lame and confusing. And like everyone was scared. Like it just yeah. like stop making people feel like insecure and crazy. And then you make yourself look insecure and crazy mm-hmm. because you're like, the banks, our banks. Yeah. Our banks. It's just, I fucking hate. And it's like, well, if you. Our banks. If they could turn it around so quickly when there was so much backlash because of it, mm-hmm. why didn't they do this before? Right. Exactly. Why wasn't, wh- where was that? Energy? Why weren't there like, I'm thinking, like, I'm imagining the meeting they had. And it sounds yeah. like it was like two dudes being like, uh, there's probably, it's probably gonna be fine. And the yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah we'll just take off half of what they are already doing. And, yeah. you know, no, like, no. Yeah. But anyway, back to the birthday party. Back to the birthday party that was so fabulous. And I didn't know anyone there except for the birthday girl. And I I didn't know anybody but Lex. It was my first time meeting Lauren, which was so much fun. I like follow her on Instagram. So it's like, you know, we we know of each other. Like fantasy. Right. So I'm like of what I, you know, and it was great meeting her and it was so much fun and it was just great. And then I met you as well. So we kind of just we're magnets the yes, whole time. Yes, we sat like, down next to each friend. other. Yeah, we <laughs> sat down next to each other, started chatting. You probably pulled out a blunt immediately or something. Abs- I There's no way I didn't. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, wow, she can smoke a lot of weed. And you were like, I have a sex podcast. I was like, get out. Or one of us said that. And yes. we were both like, what the fuck? You're kidding me. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's very exciting. And it was a very fateful meeting, just like how I met Lauren and Lex. I met them in a hot tub randomly in Palm Springs. So I love that. Yeah. The so, universe just working to put us together. Yeah. And then there we were on a couch on a roof uh, mm-hmm. with you starting to smoke pot. And I was like, so what else do you do? And you were like, I'm a bud tender. And I was mm-hmm. like, mm. and I, the wheels got turning and you, you started talking about how much you loved your job. And I was like, maybe I could do that. And I go, so does anyone work there that like, isn't that into pot? And you were like, no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, no, you definitely need to uh, know about be weed to be a bud tender for sure. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. And probably just be like a little bit passionate about it. It would make your job that much more fun. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I've been smoking for 10 years, so mm-hmm. this came very naturally to me. I don't know why I didn't think to do it any sooner. Right. Uh, so I'm very happy there and it's great because I'm selling what I love and what I know and it just doesn't feel like I'm working. That's awesome. It's just like talking to people and making sure that they get the product that's going to benefit them the most. And because I know so much about it, it's so easy to do. That's and great. what's fun is that I thought I knew a lot about it, but I didn't. And now I know so much about it. And the opportunity that I have to like learn so much more is very exciting. Cool. Uh, and to see what else happens in the cannabis community for me. I'm I very excited about that. Yeah, yeah. It's really, really fun there. I'm having a great time. That's great. That's mm-hmm. awesome. And you have a sex podcast. And I know we talked about this when I was on the, your show, mm-hmm. but I'd love to hear how it got started that you got a sex podcast. So I was on the radio out here on 100.3 The Sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, I started a great on- voice. Thank you so much. Uh, well, so my nepotism, honestly, my dad was in radio forever. And I always knew that like, I want to talk for a living. This is what I want to do. He was on the radio out here. He was on Mark and Brian. He was Mark of Mark and Brian uh, mm-hmm. for like 25, 30 years on KLOS. Uh, great times, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Uh, so then he, the sound invited him back and he was starting a show called Mark in the Morning. And he was like, well, I want my daughter to come on with. So I was a field reporter for that show and it was incredible. It was that just, sounds so fun. It was really like cool and surreal to get to be doing what I wanted to do, but then also getting to do it with my dad, mm-hmm. but then also getting to see the like professional side of him that I never got to see as a kid, but like respect so much as an adult mm-hmm. because I want to do that. So like getting to see the master in like do the craft. I'm like, this is, I I can't, I can't even learn anymore. Like, this is amazing. Like, this is perfect for me. It seems like you have a really cool relationship with him. Yeah. I mean, with my family, we're all really close. Um, But with him, I just really wanted to follow in his footsteps and make him proud. And on the final day that Mark in the Morning was, he told me like how proud he was of me, like on air. And boy, did I lose my shit. I I didn't even have words. I was like, I made like a really embarrassing sound because I was (laughs) sobbing. That's how uh, bad it was. I'm still mortified for it. Like I, I don't even know what that sound was, but I did that at my brother's wedding during Mm. the vows. I did like a, I did like a, uh, like that. (laughs) It was something like that. I was just like, you know, like one of those weird noises that you wish didn't happen, but it did. Uh, and then he left the sound and I was still there. And then God came in and fired all of us because mm-hmm. they got bought out by a Christian station. So they gotcha. were like, he was like, Merry Christmas. Mm-hmm. You guys are getting canned. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. So then, uh, nobody wanted to pay me to be in radio. So I was like, well, I'm going to start a podcast like everybody else. Like and this was like the podcasts were a thing, but they weren't oversaturated yet. I would say that now the, I have a podcast is the new, I'm an actor in LA. Everyone's fucking got one. Uh, so 
this was before that happened and I started it and I just, I loved it. And I, I knew I wanted to talk about sex and I've loved what it's turned into and how much I've grown through the experience of having it. I started off not close minded, but like, and not kink shaming, but just not understanding that like, you don't kink, like everybody has a thing. Yeah. everybody's in something and you shouldn't have an opinion about it you know don't, what I mean don't yuck anyone's yums you know <laughs> oh my god I love it <laughs> uh and it's just it's fun to it's like a live diary for me really wow. I'm really honest on there I'm very open you hear you know my mental health journey on there as well it's just wild what that show has done for me and then also what I hear that it does for other people oh, and that just wonderful. means so much to me so that's my podcast it's called see you next tuesday if you want to come over and have a sexy time it's available anywhere you pod and uh it's really fun so come on and listen and you were just on uh this past tuesday so come and listen to it it was a really fun time that's so cool wait did the episode come out yeah i just haven't done instagram before and i'm gonna do it today Oh, I always it's do it like there, the y'all. day after that right, it comes right, out, right. Uh, mostly because I'm lazy. Um, right. You know, honestly, it's it's hard to have a podcast on your own. I totally get it. It's, it's really the hard. the social media for me in general is very overwhelming. There's oh, so God, much that same. I want to post and so much that I want to do, and I just hit X and I don't do it, and I don't Never know mind. why. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, no, I don't. I don't want to be annoying. You know what I mean? Because Totally. There's times where I'm on other people's Instagrams and I'm like, oof, I do yeah. not want to be like this person. So yeah. then I get in my head that I shouldn't post anything. Yeah. And it, it's just a, a war. And also Instagram is so like it really ruins it can be a self-esteem ruiner too 100 percent. i get really wrapped up in shit i i really mm-hmm. wish instagram if there was a version where you could click on there and everything was just pure like a white screen no one's on there i'm not seeing anyone's shit and yeah. then i'm putting shit out because mm-hmm. my i hate being influenced like i don't See. want to be influenced like, right you want to stay yourself yes well and it's bad for me like it really it really poisons me like Mm -hmm. and I'm at the age where you know I'm trying like hell to be my authentic self after Mm -hmm. it got like beaten out of me in many different ways not physically I've never been beaten um (laughs) yes but like you know just told who I'm not so many times and tried to be something else so like I'm just desperately just trying to be myself and I wish Mm -hmm. I wish that was available just like Mm -hmm. I want to buy one of those iPhones where it's just a phone you know (laughs) and nothing else on it yes yes. you know like back in the days when I like discovered texting and I was like oh I can text my friends wow what a concept yeah Uh, totally and how how old are you I forgot I'm 28 28 okay Mm -hmm. I was imagining like 24 but that's just because when anyone says 20 something I just Mm -hmm. like default to 20 I hope I don't act like a 24 absolutely not god God, can they be the worst (laughs) no offense to any 24 year old I just you couldn't pay me money to go back to my early 20s it is nice I don't ever want to do it again I'm I'm so happy to get closer to 30 to get into my 30s I just club it feels good 
I, yeah, I'm ready. There's so much like pressure in your twenties. I feel like to Mm -hmm. just like find yourself and to be cool and to do all these things and to go out every night and blah, 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 blah. And I'm just not that bitch. Yeah. So having a sex podcast for me has meant like a lot of self-discovery. I Mm kind of did it for that purpose and it turned Mm -hmm. out to be really enriching in that way. Mm -hmm. Have you had those moments? Like, have you learned things about yourself that you like didn't know you were going to be into that it turns out you're into. I think that there's definitely been times on the show where someone has mentioned something that they've done that I'll definitely go and try in the bedroom later, you know, like take a little inspo. Mm -hmm. I really like trying new stuff to see if I like it. And then if I don't, I don't do it again. And if I do like, Hey, let's throw that in the rotation um can you think of a specific thing (laughs) you know I mean not really there was I mean I've done it all like I've I had an ex that I've pegged you know like he he loved it you know so I was into it I'm a pleaser so like if you are getting pleasure from this you're like Persian let's fucking do it but I heard the term compersion no what does that mean compersion means you get off on your partner's pleasure I mean, I also want that, you know, them to make me come at the end of the totally, day, but totally. it is definitely a turn on when I know that like you are being taken care of. Um, and I have had instances where like, I'm sleeping with somebody else that's also like that. And we're both just like, well, no, what do you want? And then I'm like, well, but no, what do you want? I want to please you. And it's just like this back and forth. I'm like, okay, well, who's going to give in and who's going to do what? Yes. Um, so like I'm that. definitely a, a pleaser when it comes to that. But yeah, I'll, I, I, I like to like try anything, but I, I think like anal I've put to, I've put that to bed. Like that was an early, early you 20s gave it moment. A college try. I gave it a try. I, I liked it, but I just, I, I don't know. My asshole's good. Like never, we, we can never, is let's play I'm with saying. her. Yeah. Let's throw some fingers in there. Let's throw a plug in there even, right. but the in and out yeah. penetration of the penis is just a little too much for so me intense. these days, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, like that for me, we've retired that guy. So, but you know, with, with a retirement comes something new. So I'm excited to see whatever happens next. Yeah. I'm trying to think that if, when I was 28, I was saying the same thing, cause I've definitely come to a point where I'm like, uh, let's revisit. Like, I really want to revisit like, and, and in my late thirties, I've gotten like a a whole new wave of hornballness. And you know what I, I think it is for me mm-hmm. is it's a lot of guys in, that want to do anal, right? right. So right. you feel like, well, all right, well, let me do this for you. Cause you want this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If I were super into it or if yeah. I wanted to revisit it, that would be different. But totally. I feel like that was kind of, you need to put up a gate, a wall, a border right. a barrier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, like this is my asshole for now. Yes. I might revisit, you know, never say never might revisit that in the future, but I don't know. And I also feel like it's, 
and I mean, I know it's my asshole, but in a way it's special, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not just giving my asshole to anybody here. Like yeah. I'm not gonna one night stand, let you fuck me in the ass. You know, yeah. like if I'm with somebody, I feel like that's when the true, like kinky fun shit starts because there's that like trust there. Right. So I feel like I need that before I'm going to let you enter my stink. Well, good for you. There's that, you know? <laughs> my Welcome stink. on my asshole journey. Thanks for having me. Oh, boy. Making my parents proud. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want to know about <clears throat> if you're into um, getting super high and fucking. And I know you like smoke pot in general. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe you have a good, like, baseline high for me, pot affects me really intensely. So like in a negative or in a positive way, it could be both. It could be both. Okay. Most, mostly negative, mostly yeah, negative. Not what you yeah. want. Yeah. So I've had to find like my tiny dose or like what, you know, I, there's like a dosist pin that does mm-hmm. me right. Yeah. That's like super chill. Like yeah. it's not the fucking THC plus shit or anything mm-hmm. like that. I tried a THC plus and I was like, fuck, 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 fuck. Okay. 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 Guys, 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 guys. Um, but it's, I did notice and I have noticed that like, um, I have these moments when I'm high where like, I feel out of my body. Like, what is this? What Mm. is human body? What is holes? What is mouth? And like, and I'm like, what is, had holes? Yes. what is mouth? I'm dead. And I've had those moments during sex and it's mm-hmm. been, it gets like scary for a second, but then it's like, whoa, this is hot in like a weird, like, like a kind of almost like you're a kid seeing nudity for the first time where you're like, what is this feeling? You know, mm. like See- a little bit like that. Because I've been smoking for so long, I cannot get that high. Mm-hmm. Nothing would get me that high. So uh, I think that my blood is a hundred percent THC at this point. <laughs> I think that if I needed to like pass a drug test, I would have to stop. I don't know what they would. I would need a blood transfusion take in off, order to pass take it. Like two years off. <laughs> Literally, like this shit is stored in the fat of my fat. Like yeah. it's deep inside me. Right. Um. But. I like to get really high to do anything. So Mm -hmm. of course I love to be high during sex. I am very in my head all the time. So weed can definitely take, like relax me a little bit more. And the more in my head I am, the less likely I'm going to come. So I definitely like to be high during sex. And you can come high. Yeah. Absolutely. Nice. As long as I'm getting eaten out, I cannot come from penetration to mm-hmm. save my soul. Like it won't alone. happen alone. If there's like some clitoral stimulation happening, mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I can come definitely high. It's the, yeah. it's a great way for me. Definitely. Yeah. 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 I love the combo of like, mm-hmm. um, of like being on top and then also having the clitoral stimulation. But of course it mm-hmm. also depends on anatomy of everyone. Cause like, um the shape of the member is very mm-hmm. important for very, me. Very, yes. It's very I hate interesting. A stabbing cervix moment uh-huh. where it's just a touch too long, you know, right. and it and it really stabs. Yeah. Also, what I've noticed too feels like cramps. It's it really like, does. Yeah. It really does. They're like, oh, it's just so big. And I'm like, <sighs> oh, that's oh, I'm so glad wall, I'm know? having someone on the show that also isn't like a size queen because 
I have, I must have a similar situation where I'm like getting stabbed up there and I hate it. It's a little narrow for me. You know, we've got like five, six inches maybe to work with in me. I feel totally uh, before that's it an just average stops. size. That's a good average size. Yeah. And I mean, if I'm super turned on, I know things expand. I know that like, you know, some it's different, right? But there are dicks that are just too big. And I'm like, I'm, I'm all good. Thank you. Please, <laughs> please only put half of it in or get out. Yes. Thank you. I was just looking, um, Carly, a person we had on the podcast before I was just looking at I can't remember the sex shop she works for Mm -hmm. but they were making posts doing like um like an FAQ post Mm -hmm. and uh there was someone that had a question like do you have a product that basically can like serve as a buffer when you're fucking you know Mm. and they have that it's um damn it a buffer to put in between your cervix it's basically a cock ring that is like cushions it's like got a few layers of cushion interesting you'll like push into so you're only getting the last like however many inches of the dick in the first few or like um, right that is very interesting yeah so it's a thing i I love Hmm. the possibility so there's Mm -hmm. somebody's not jiving with you but you're like completely in love with this person like there's a chance to have a great time yeah, definitely. Yeah. Too big of a dick. And also, cause you were saying how you love an on top moment and like a clitoral, are you doing it or do you want your partner to do it? Um, 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 <laughs> for, <laughs> um, me, um, um law. for me, it's like, uh, so far I've been the one in control because I okay. guess, you know, for me, it's like, I'm really still getting to the point where I can ask for what I want and need and like be the director in the director's chair being like, no, 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 no. Back to one, you know, yeah. like, yeah, <laughs> to, I the left, feel like to the right, you know, it feels they so really, bossy. they go really intensely on that guy. And it's just, everything mm-hmm. needs mm-hmm. to be so much gentler than you think that it needs True. to be. To, and I to think any men listening. Yeah. Like, and even with the fingering, like slow it down, slow the, t- please slow it all down a little yeah. bit. Like it needs to be quick at some point in order to get like me off. But this whole, just like vigorous fingering while I'm like holding on, hoping you don't cut me with your fingernails. Yes. Like, let's, yes. You're let's- feeling every like, gr- like crevice of the nail and the like it hurts my vagina hurts. yeah just think about thinking it. about it yeah also wash your hands i don't want a fucking uti thank you <laughs> yeah cut your fingernails <laughs> wash your hands if you're gonna do any finger banging yeah girl Slow or guy, down cut and the nails ask them what they want oh um, yeah Is this you know nice? you like this? yeah oh. please you know a little bit of that how do you feel about when somebody goes to turn the lights off during sex um I guess it depends. Um, you know, I think I could find the hotness in like a pitch black room mm-hmm. and also like a low lighting room is also mm-hmm. kind of hot. Yeah. Um, so I'm down, I'm down for that. I'm, I'm like, but also being in like, whatever, I, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into all of it. What about you? Do you feel like, I mean, there's been times where like, does it make you feel insecure or something? Like, why don't you well, look at me? That, but I don't think that it was about me. Right. I think that it was about them. And because we're like making out, like about to like really start getting into it. And I, he like got up and turned, he was like, let me turn the lights off. I was like, yeah, because you wouldn't want to see this. What? 
hello, my boobies are about to come out. What? Yeah, that's pretty wild. You know, but then, so, and that's, I was like, "Mm." but then there Mm -hmm. was a time with an ex that I had where I was turning off the lights and he's like, why do you turn the lights off before sex? And I didn't even realize I was doing it. I was like, oh, <laughs> right. It's kind right. of like, I, I don't know. I, I literally ritual. had no idea. I was like, well, good night. It's for sexy some time. people. It's like, yeah, it's a ritual. Like, yeah. obviously you turn the lights down. Yeah. But I also want you to be so obsessed with me that you want to see every like inch yes. of my body. You know yes. what I mean? That's totally. That's kind of what I'm looking for here. That's, so if I was to ask you, what are you into? You want to have someone be obsessed with every inch of your body. I just love that. Like the worship like vibe. no like the touching of like oh my god of like just like you're so soft and like mm-hmm. just like not necessarily like in amazement but also like in amazement and awe of how <laughs> uh, great I am because I'm like a fucking like statue it, you know like a Victorian statue is how I'm built mm-hmm. I have massive boobs which they always mm-hmm. are like so shook over it is like earth shattering for these men my boobs they want to titty fuck them always it's the number one request that I get they think that that's like a fetishy like well I gotta do it once thing or if it's like I think they haven't been around boobs big this before and they're like can I put my dick in between them I gotta try it I saw this on tv (laughs) right and then there's that whole thing where I'm like what do I do? I'm, I, am I supposed to moan? Cause I am not getting any Don't pleasure care. from this. Yeah. And the penis is coming at your face. And I'm like, do I put my tongue out and do I try to lick it? Do I try to catch it? Is this a game? Totally. What do I do? You know? So I'm just like looking up at them, like, yeah. And holding my boobs together as they just absolutely slam into them. You know, <laughs> what a time. Uh, but also I, I don't want to deprive them from this moment you know right, they, right. they in the look in their eye it's yeah. like a kid at a candy shop you can't deny them special this, you yeah. know so i'll put it like a minute minute and a half on it you know like yeah. we're not doing this for that long you know because yeah. there's only so much spit in between my tits i'm really gonna like handle you know right minute, minute uh, and a half timer yeah. timer went off yeah yeah so that's definitely but yeah they're always really really shocked by my boobs which i is get it fun. i'm like i I definitely watch a lot of porn with big tits Mm -hmm. and I love tits, especially naturals. Um, Mine are, I did have a breast reduction, which is shocking considering that they are uh, really, really large. And yeah, I, cause they were two different sizes. Like, gotcha. so I just had them the same size, but I had this done when I was 17. Oh, so gosh. I like, you yeah. know, became a, a woman friend. and grew into my boobs and they're, they, well, they're kind of not really the same size anymore. They're, they're starting to do their own thing now, uh, but that's okay. Y'all do your thing. You're still really pretty. and I love you, uh, but right. they're great. And I love them. I have a friend that got breast reduction surgery too in high school mm-hmm. and she kind of wishes she had had she'd waited she feels like I don't know like I I've definitely had this consideration I have like big ish like I've got like double d's you know Mm -hmm. where I have Mm -hmm. like a it's a problem sometimes it's not really a problem it's it's pretty um um proportionate so that I can like hold them I can carry them it's not it's not painful for me right I always felt they were a bit saggy. And then after I had a baby, it was like, oh, even more so. Okay. Mm -hmm. And like the volume is sort of pushed out. It's sort of like this bag 
without like you know a pillow top you know the top top is gone yeah and so I've thought a a lot about in fact I like obsessively looked at Lex's um plastic surgeon because Lex got her boobs done and Mm -hmm. posted about it a few times and I looked at her plastic surgeon and I was like whoa this is like really good like I would consider getting a lift or a reduction Mm -hmm. but like the scarring is something that I think about a lot and the nipple um the nipple sensitivity is something I'm obsessed with. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm curious about what your experience is with that. And if you so talk about for it. me, because I had it done when I was 17, mm-hmm. my scarring is really minimal because I was so young that like your body heal. I healed in three days. Whoa. Like my body was like, what? Okay. Heal. Yeah. Um, and I have like the anchor scars. So what they do is they go around the nipples down and then underneath. Right. But because of the way that my boobs have fallen, you cannot see the scars because my boobs literally lay on top of them. Right. Like, and so unless I'm like laying down and my boobs are like up and you're really looking at them, you can't see it. My scars are completely white as well. Like they're mm-hmm. not red or anything. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's because of me getting it done when I was young or just that it's been like over 10 years. It's so wild that I can fucking say that though. It's so weird. Like it's so fun getting old, but it's also so weird being able to say shit like that just 10 years ago, you know, over 10 years. Um, uh, so I don't know, but the nipple sensitivity. So I, as I pinch my nipples, I can feel, Yeah, I was doing the same thing when I was saying that <laughs> I can feel my, what, what are the nipples? The areolas? Mm-hmm. Is that what, what they are? So yeah. I can feel the middles. You give them a pinch. I can feel that if you were to take like a feather or a pencil and you were to go on the outside of them, where the actual scar is, which is very small. And you can't even tell that there's a scar on my nipple. Really? I can't feel that anywhere that they cut. I cannot feel right. Uh, So like underneath my boobs, I can't really, I can't feel them all that much, but I've never really needed to feel underneath my boobs anyway. Do you Um, still get sexual pleasure from like having your nips nipples touched? Oh yeah. Is that even a thing before I can still feel them like a hundred percent. I just can't like if a guy is like touching like the sides of my boob underneath, I can't feel it. Like I just which is fine that they're touching me. You know what I mean? I'm not like super into having the sides of my boobs. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean they did warn me. They're like, there's a chance that you won't be able to breastfeed. There's a chance that your body will reject your nipples and we'll have to put fake ones on after we take because they take them off. They're like we're gonna toss these to the side and we'll put them back on jesus um, christ which it's is amazing wild. That they work at all after oh, taking them off right slapping them back on that yeah. you feel them that's it's, amazing and i mean i was naive uh going into my surgery and i was like this is going to be just a hop skip and a jump no worries i it, it is major i mean yeah they like demi gorgon your boob they open the damn thing up they take all the shit out of it and then they sew it back up so it is i mean you're green and black and blue for days there's drains the drains were really rough Mm -hmm. uh you got a drain and then when they take them out they just one two three it and they go it's really a time oh boy oh boy it was all worth it for me because i truly don't know what they would have turned into had I just let them keep going and growing because they were two completely different sizes. I mean, I'm a, I'm an H now. Mm -hmm. And at the time I think I was like a D and an E. Uh So it was just like as a 17 year old, which is right. And I mean, I, there weren't bras. 
there weren't, I was wearing scarves because I was wearing sports bras. Cause it, I mean, the, the talk of high school was, you know, like Katie's fucking huge ass tits, you know? Jesus. So I wanted to like cover them up. And my mom was like, well, let, I mean, come on, you don't need to be feeling like this. Let's, let's, Aww, let's that's do a really nip nice. and tuck. Yeah. So I was very fortunate in that. Uh, but yeah, it's really, it is painful, but it was worth it for me. I don't know that's that right. I would be able to do it now though. Yeah. I'm a baby ass bitch. I got a filling yesterday and it almost killed me. I, my heart almost stopped before going. I, it was like, I was walking in for them to execute me. Right. I was well, just did they put getting you a under? filling replaced. No, oh, I just no. cracked the filling. They just needed to numb me and do a zip zap zorp and be done. It was no big deal. That's so funny. Fine. Um, but like, so I would absolutely faint, uh, in today's world. So I'm yeah. happy I did it when I didn't know how, uh, today's world of being 28, <laughs> you just, when you're young, you don't know, like pain yeah. isn't a thing. You don't have emotion of like, am I going to die on the table? Right. There's people to leave behind. There's, there's a lot more that comes into it. Yeah. Um, it's like, is whole- it worth it? that whole like discovery of your mortality happens Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. you're definitely like doing whatever the fuck you want and then there's kind of a rude awakening of like Mm -hmm. okay i am a brittle baby yeah i can absolutely die at any moment you know so do you know gotta gotta take care of it all so yeah but it was definitely worth it i'm happy that i did it i love my titties they're fucking amazing yeah, they look great. I mean, I haven't seen them bare ass. I mean, I've they're laying them. on my stomach right now. And when I lay in the bed, they <laughs> lay next to me. But I Aww. still love them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I know the feeling. It's rough. It's yeah, rough. They, the sweat have, sucks. The sweat have, fucking oh, sucks. Gosh. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I, I, if I sweat a lot, like, I'll get an under boob rash. And mm. I'm like, well, this is cute. Just a fucking ogre with my under tit rash here. Ugh. Amazing, happy summer. That Who sucks. wants to titty fuck me now? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone's like, me. Me, I'll fuck your titty sweat. Let's get it. <laughs> oh my God, please, please let me fuck your, your titty rash. Good um, God. Good God. Anyway. Anyway, so you're a huge fan. When we were at the party, you were like, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go home and take a bath and eat spaghetti. That was yeah. kind of what you said, like, mm-hmm. probably 10 times to me. And I was like, yeah sounds so good yeah you're you're a very good at self-care since following you on instagram i've seen you do a lot of stories where you're doing a bath bomb i am what you would call a lushy uh <laughs> a basic girl who's obsessed with lush uh that's me oh Raise your like hand. lush the the brand of the brand like, yeah like my things, yeah. bathroom has vases of what you would put flowers in of just bath bombs i've got i'm i never run out I love every, I mean, the Halloween collections coming out and I'm so excited. Uh, I love them. And people always ask me like, don't they give you yeast infections? My, it did, but I told my body, (laughs) you'll get used to this and you'll fucking like it. And it listens. I like totally fucking good now. We are just because you love bubbles. You love a scent. You love like a colorful whatever. For me, it's very calming to sit in uh, like really hot water and like sweating. Like Mm -hmm. there's something about it that's very like therapeutic for me that really like calms me down. 
Uh, and when I, so I overdosed about six years ago on Xanax and I discovered that like living in the bathtub was like a really good way to get through it because it's just so warm and cozy, you know, natural chiller outer. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like really, it's very therapeutic for me. And then plus now I get to put this fun fizzy thing that smells like something fun and they're all different. And it's just really exciting for me. I That's just great. love them. And it's just very calming. And I, yeah, I really, really like them. I'm definitely a bath girl. I honestly like don't take showers anymore. And I know that there's a stigma of people who take baths are gross and they smell, but like, I don't. So That's fuck not, you. That's insane. Cause like no one took shower, like showers didn't exist until like what? I think they think that like it's dirty to take a bath, but it's like, how fucking dirty do you think I am? If I've got mud all over me, I'm going to take a fucking shower. Like, (laughs) I'm not just going to absolutely sit in my own filth. Like, how nasty do you think I am at the end of the day? Yeah, that's like interesting. Are people really being like, you're dirty? Like, are they actually saying this? I've, I mean, some, I, when I ask people, are you a bath or shower person? I always hear like, I like taking showers because I feel dirty after I take a bath that's and i'm like are you cleaning your tub once a week are you doing the correct things that you're supposed to do in order to enjoy a nice bubble bath yeah actually now that i am thinking about it i love baths and whenever i talk to people about it they're like oh i would never take a bath in my bath and i'm like okay so you're just not cleaning it yeah yeah like literally take care of it and also it's a ritual for me of like i've got a bath tray put my ipad in there you know, throw on a show, roll a nice big blunt, light a candle, mm-hmm. uh, put an, a light on in the corner of a moon. Like it gets very, I could be in there for three hours. Like That's I'm so pruny as fuck when I get out. I love it. And have you ever invited a partner into that world or a friend? Get out. It is get you. Out. It get is out of my bath. It it, get out of my bath. I mean, I definitely would be down. I haven't had like a, a like a partner in a minute. Um, but for me, they're like chill moments for me to calm down. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, and also like my bath is not big enough. Like it wouldn't be relaxing. Like we would just be like with our knees up, like looking at each other. (laughs) And also I feel like baths with men lead to sex every time. Yeah. And I don't want to have sex after a bath and I don't want to have sex in water. It is so uncomfortable. I don't know why girls enjoy having sex in the shower, but it washes away every single bit of my wetness and I'm not available. Oh, that's true. Like you're like your natural secretions that mm-hmm. keep things like slippery they're gone yeah and, they're just, and the water kind of has that stiff like frictiony yeah. you know when you wash yourself with a really cheap soap and you put your arm up and it does that squeegee thing yeah yeah it's like that but in my vagina during sex and right. i don't want that in a right. shower i just i don't like having sex in the shower so gotcha. that is probably another reason why same yeah. thing with massages Guys never just want to give a massage and then go to sleep. No. They want to give a massage and get in me and I get it. This body, yaddy, yaddy. I get it, bud. <laughs> but like yaddy, a massage yaddy. is like a relaxing sleep moment, right? To it me, is. it is. There's nothing erotic to me about having my muscles relaxed. I'm just happy to be chill. Interesting. I am like a hundred percent. I watch so much massage porn. It's insane. Mm, okay. I'm one of those people that if I started getting like rubbed inappropriately, mm-hmm. um, I think I'd just be like, fuck yes. 
<laughs> it wouldn't be any complaining coming from you. Jackpot. And then there's, and it's so like shitty and controversial and scary and problematic. And like, there was just a question about it on Savage Love the other day. Someone that's just like, well, someone got me off and it's like i loved it but like this is insane right it's like a bad idea and i'm like yeah it's it's really hard to like figure out a situation where that i i love the idea of getting completely rubbed down and relaxed and then fucked Mm -hmm. i love that i don't know Mm -hmm. why i don't know why you and i are very different on monday i started talking about getting like um tied up and da, 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 and you were no. like no 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 no. i want control during mm-hmm. sex and i'm like and, and it's not even like control i just need to be able to see and move my arms right <laughs> the last thing i want yeah. is to not be able to move and then what you can just leave me there haven't right. you seen the horror <laughs> movies about the guy who ties up the woman and they're about to have sex and then he has a heart attack and then he dies and then she's tied up in the middle of the woods and then mm. the wolves come in to eat her I don't remember this particular movie, no. Well, it scarred me, bitch. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. No, but it's like, for me, there's two, there's, I don't, mm -mm, no, I want to be able to see and I want to be able to move and I don't like that. But How maybe about you? if you- I had like the ultimate trust of like, you know, I'm yes. just, I haven't been in a relationship in a minute to right. do a lot of like the fun stuff that I would be comfortable with, with a partner. Yeah. The trust is, is crucial. Is key. Yeah. Yeah. So you are unpartnered at the moment. Are you dating? Do you have a desire to have a partner? What's going on with that? I would love to have a partner. Um, I feel like uh, with dating, it's when you go into it, knowing what you want, it scares them. Mm. Like me mm-hmm. knowing that I'm available for a relationship. Guys aren't used to that yet. Year olds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they just want to have sex and have fun with like whomever is around and whatever. And I understand that been there, done that I'm past it now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just, I don't want like meaningless sex anymore. I Are love you having sex. In, like older people at all, or not really. Um, I, I mean, I want to date like somebody sort of my age so that we can go through life together. Yeah. I don't want somebody that's <clears throat> that's already lived a lot and feels like they don't want to do as much of the same stuff with me because they've already done it. Right. Um, so there is that part of it that I, that I would like for them to be at least someone my, my age, like if you're like 35, you know, I could, I could deal with that. That's fine. But like 50, like, no, you know what I mean? That's not for me. Um, but yeah, I, I feel that when I tell guys that I know what I'm looking for, they just, get very scared by that. It's almost as if when I say that I'm looking for a relationship, when we've been on a few dates, they Mm -hmm. think that I'm asking for a relationship right then and there. And I'm not, I'm just, I don't even know you. I don't even know that I would want to be in a relationship with you, but are you willing if we both vibe and like each other to maybe be in a relationship in the future? That's all I fucking need. (laughs) And it's like, they, they think I'm asking them to be their, their girlfriend on the third date. And that's not what's fucking happening. I just don't want to sleep with you if we're not both looking for the same stuff because I'm going to fall for you right? and I'm going to get heartbroken and I need to take care of my heart. You know what I mean? Like I can come on my own, you know, I, but I, I got to protect me. Totally. 
That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, I'm going to shift gears. I was, I feel like you've said your piece. On that one. <laughs> and I'm like, I could, I could ask, I could probe more, but I feel like, <laughs> well, there's, there's a guy that I've been on a date with and I'm excited to see where it goes. Oh, okay. so TBD with whatever happens with that. So That's great. Yeah, That's exciting. I'm, I'm when seeing, you're like, I'm seeing him again excited. this week. No, it's annoying. I hate it. Waiting for like- the texts. Mm. What is he going to text? me is it gonna work out i just it's uh, the constant butterflies and the constant nervous sweats make me want to die (laughs) yeah i hate just like having a crush like you know i just it's it's much easier when i'm just doing my own thing man (laughs) i love having a crush so much it's life affirming for me Mm. like when i have a crush on someone i'm like okay now i'm alive again like this is good this is really nice i don't know what it is it's probably just because i feel present you know Mm -hmm. because it's something new it's like visiting a new country or something well because you remember your trip so well like right because you were in a brand new place your brain was taking in all this new information Mm -hmm. and like yeah it feels like wow this is good shit for me it's scary because of the uncertainty right uh, and some people like that feeling of like, yeah. I don't know what's going to happen. This is fun. This is exciting. Yeah. Where I'm how is like, he going to fuck me over? Oh my God. I'm like, can you, <laughs> when, how long does this have? What's the shelf life? Do we right. have a chance? I need to know now. You know what I mean? Like, that's me. Like, I'm like, I don't want to just, you know, see what happens, but that's totally. like, and I think that I scare a lot of guys off that way because right. I, I come off intense yeah. in a way like that because I know what I'm looking for because right. I don't want to waste my time. Totally. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Well, mm-hmm. it's fun. It's exciting. I hope it goes well. Me too. I'll um, let you know. I'll text you. Yeah. Well, I know. <laughs> um, yeah. We text each other now. You know, um, we're pals. So who is like your favorite guest you've had on your show? You mentioned to me before you mostly have your friends on, which mm-hmm. I have somewhat, I, I sort of started branching out um, mm-hmm. to have people that I didn't really know. And, you know, that might be experts on different things. What, what is your favorite episode you've done and like your favorite guest? I really enjoy the Garbage Girl series. I have a gal pal on Natalie and she named herself Garbage Girl and I love how sexual, okay. I, a dog barks and I was like, hello. <laughs> uh, he also loves how sexually open she is. Uh, I love how open she is. And she just comes on and she just tells these stories that are so fun and you never know what's going to happen. Like last time she came on, she was like, yeah, this off duty stripper, she got stabbed in the leg while I was doing Coke in the kitchen. And it's like, you just don't know what she's going to say or what's going to happen. She's been on like eight episodes and, and you, is she the garbage girl or is she yeah. one of a series of garbage girls? No, she's, she is the garbage girl. And she's um, self-identified garbage girl. She named that. She named, <laughs> she says like me and my other girl, we call ourselves garbage girls because of like what cum dumpsters we are or whatever it was that she <gasps> oh said. Oh my God. I want to meet and her. I love her energy so much. And she's just a really fun guest to have on. So I love any time that she comes on. And then also I would say the person that I just have on the most is Lex. She is really easy to interview. She brings a part of like the spiritual world that I don't know a lot about Mm -hmm. that I like to learn about, about manifesting and all of that stuff. Um, so she is also another guest that I, it's just, 
she's easy to have on. We always have a good time. The conversation's never the same. So I would say that those would be my most, you know, memorable or, or fun times. Not that I haven't enjoyed every episode that I've done, but you know, sometimes some stick out more than oh others. My God, I really want Garbage Girl on, and I'm also, sure, I'm sure yeah. she'd love to come on. I would love to have her, and then I also want to have Lex on again. I talked mm-hmm. to her, and she's like, "I'm on such a different vibe now." <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, I mean, if you and follow the- her on Instagram, it seems like you know she's she's on a self discovery journey." Just the fantastic. fun part about having her on like every two weeks or every you know month is that she's in a completely different place than where we left off and it's nowhere near the same as it was the last time and it's really fun to hear that type of growth through somebody which I wish that I could have but I I don't because I'm not that chill uh of her just like let's just see what happens and like do whatever. Whereas I need a schedule and need my sanity. I can't live that lifestyle. So I like to take inspiration from that. And I just think she's really great and really cool. That's great. Yeah. What is your, what's your favorite pot? Like, what do you, what's your like go-to or are you constantly dabbling? Like for me, my, like one of my passions is food. And like, I just love like to try something different every time I go to a restaurant, like I'm not Mm going to get the same shit. Like, I just want to try every single thing. Is that Mm -hmm. what you're like? Or do you have like old standbys? It's for me, a lot of the time it's whatever I'm in the mood for. Um, it, they all do different things. I mean, sativa is such a mind high and makes you so creative uh, an indica into couch. You want to eat food. You want to watch shows. You want to chill. You want to vibe. Um, and a hybrid, it can be an even mixture of both. It can be 70, 30. I think I did the percentages, right? Lord help me in my math. <laughs> I was like, Oh God, now I have to say the other percent. I think it's 30. I think it's 80, 20 and it's 70, 30. Uh, but it, it can be like 100 minus 70. Oh my God. Oh my God. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, it can be, you know, indica leaning. It can be sativa leaning. Um, and I think that it just all depends on my mood. I'm mostly a hybrid and indica girl. Sativas mm-hmm. can make my mind a little more active than I want. It can turn on my intrusive thoughts. I've got really bad OCD, so it can right. take it to a place that I don't want to take it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm definitely more of an indica hybrid girl, uh, or just an indica girl. I mostly smoke bulls and joints. I used to only smoke grape swishers. It was my fucking jam. And then I was like, we need to quit nicotine. We need to stop with this tobacco Ooh, shit. So it's grape not good swisher for me. was like a flavored, like swisher sweet stuffed yes. with like both like a spliff deal. So no, you, it comes as a cigarillo and you have a blunt cutter and you put it through (laughs) and looks like sex, what I'm doing. (laughs) And you put it through and you take all of the guts out, which is like, oh, so you make it yourself. And then I put my weed in it, but the wrap itself has tobacco and nicotine and all sorts of additives that I probably don't need. Yeah. So I stopped that. It's been like it's only been like maybe seven months that I've stopped with that. So now I'll smoke like hemp wraps um, or, you know, what have you. But yeah, I'll usually start my day with bowls and I will end it with uh, a joint or a blunt uh, wow. or two. But I'm smoking throughout the whole day. Like I wake up, I have coffee, I smoke a hybrid bowl, you know, uh, I take an edible at some point, you know, a couple of 10 milligrams here and there, kind of like micro dose edibles. Uh-huh. I used to want to get as high as possible. 
I used to want to be super high, but now I don't. I just want to be a little high all the time. A mental health balance for you. Yeah, kind of like people microdose with mushrooms. I kind of do the same thing with weed where it's just like colors are a little brighter. uh, The trees move beautifully. The clouds are really pretty. And I'm just fucking vibing. So that's kind of- Was this part of your journey post um, OD? Was that- I smoked- before as well I've been smoking I think since I turned like 18 and I think that I overdosed I overdosed six years ago so I'm 28 how old was I when I overdosed can you do that math 22 cool (laughs) so (laughs) I'm so smart (laughs) I was 22 when I overdosed and I didn't go to rehab I just went home and I got clean and my parents said they were like we didn't say you rehab because we know you need your marijuana and that's fine and we don't think that they have anything to do with each other and they don't um and like I can also like have a drink as well like I'm not completely sober I can never touch Xanax again right um but for me I wasn't gonna stop smoking just because I stopped taking Xanax um and it really just helps me calm down and a lot of the reason why not that I took Xanax but because why it helped me so much was because of my undiagnosed OCD right it would silence my brain completely to where all of the thoughts and all of the scary stuff that was happening right wasn't happening anymore sort of a self-medicating right and the bottle said is needed so I took that shit as needed oh god same yeah. But then, you know, I'm buying it off the street. I've got pills on my calendar to put, you know, what days I'm going to take it. I'm crushing it up and snorting it. Yeah. Shit got very real, very quickly. I was prescribed that at the age of 17 or 18 when I was mm-hmm. started, started having my panic attacks and mm-hmm. I, yeah, it got out of hand quickly. I'm, mm-hmm. And like, it's kind of a wild thing to give someone. It's like, the thing is, same is with Vicodin or something like that. It's like, okay, this is great. Can, I'm going to do it all the time. And they're always like, well, it's addictive. So don't do it all the time. And I'm like, but how? How I do I not do no, it all the time? Right. I had no idea that it was addictive. I oh, had God. no idea. And my doctor at the time, I would call and I'd be like, I think like my body's used to it. Like it's not working. He's like, oh, I'll just up the dose. Oh my God. Oh so my God. I like accidentally hmm. got like more and more needing it. And That's then really intense. it wasn't until like two and a half years into it that yeah. I realized like I'm fucking addicted to this. Yeah. I mean, I was taking eight to 10 bars a day. I was 98 pounds. I wasn't eating like I, it was, it was really bad. Uh, but for me, weed in not in the same way that Xanax does, but it can kind of just like, if my brain is fucking soaring and racing and I can't calm down, I just take a little hit. It just, it makes the grass a little greener, you know, it makes it easier for me to take a breath. It makes it easier for me to, you know, clear my head and whatnot. And it just really helps with my anxiety and all that's of that. Awesome. So well, thank that's you why so I much for it. talking about that. I know yeah. that's really intense shit. And you just mm-hmm. had that six year, wasn't that like six years well, ago? Exactly. Like recently? It's, it's November 1st is oh, okay, my, okay. So what I call my up on it. anniversary, anniversary. Which I think is a cute little name for it. So cute. Uh, but yesterday was uh, overdose awareness day. So I oh, was right. talking so about, it. about it. Yeah, yeah. Cause I didn't know. I was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know there was an overdose awareness day. Um, so that's why, and I'm, I'm really open about it because I feel like 
And I, I wasn't open about it for years because I was afraid that everybody would, everyone would label me as a drug addict Mm -hmm. or like they would judge me differently or this and that. But there's so many people out there that are also dealing with this, that it's like, it's fucking fine. Yeah. Who cares if you were addicted to something at some point, who cares if you are now there's help out there to get you through it. And it's okay. And I said on my Twitter, there is life without drugs and it's the tits, you know, like it's, you can get through it and it may seem, I mean, yeah, I'm fucking smoking weed, but it, you know, there's life after it, you know? So, and I just want to give that hope to somebody that might be looking down at their handful of pills and wonder, am I ever going to be able to have kids? Cause I don't know that I'm ever going to be able to stop this if I get pregnant. That's so awesome. Thoughts that I have all the time. And now I don't have to think that I never thought that I could stop taking Xanax. I never thought that I could. And now it's been six fucking years and I'm fucking thriving and really finding out who I am. (laughs) I can fucking think because I was diagnosed with OCD and I know what's going on. (laughs) Right. Totally. Which is a recent diagnosis for you, right? That was like last year. Yeah. It was at the beginning of the pandemic was when uh, I was officially diagnosed with, I thought I just had like uh, hypochondria. I thought right. that I just thought that stuff was wrong with me or that I would get hyper fixated on stuff. Nah, bitch, you got OCD. It's okay. <laughs> You're going to get you fixed up with a little CBT cognitive behavioral therapy. Oh, that's uh, great. But yeah, so I'm in a very happy place in my life and I, it's just been a long time coming and I just want to give like my young hug a self and like Aww. me, uh, like a hug. Cause it's like, girl, Fuck yeah. Look That's at you. awesome. Thank yeah, you for being so. a wonderful example to my listeners and to oh yours. Well, thank and thanks you for talking about it. That's yeah, awesome. Of course. Well, we'll wrap it up. Is there, it, what was it like being uh, questioned? Do you haven't? I loved it. It was so much fun. You did? I have, okay. I have not been on a lot of podcasts. I've never been on a sex podcast. So it was very fun to get to just be open and be myself and talk to another person that's open-minded about sex too. Cause a lot of the time when you tell somebody like you have a sex podcast, like you get eyes and you get judged and people mm-hmm. don't think about sex very openly. And it's, it's very yeah. like, Oh, this is something that we do behind closed doors. I yeah. can't believe you're talking about it, you know? Yeah. Uh, so it's fun to meet somebody else like yeah. that. And I think you and me are in a, a beautiful friendship. It uh, is. We're in like a cool club together of sex podcast hosts. It's so hard to make friends as an adult. So it's I so know. nice to meet another adult that I'm like, yes, friend, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, That's and uh, come listen to my podcast. It's called See You Next Tuesday. Come follow me everywhere at Little Baby Kate. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can see my shenanigans. And I also have a Patreon patreon.com slash little baby kates yes kates not cakes like i wrote down right. immediately yeah. yeah and it's <laughs> yeah. not little like a rapper it's little like little, i'm small because like, i'm like five a word. foot yeah, yeah. like, a, yeah, like, like every, everything about me word. small except my tits you know these oh. <laughs> <laughs> mommy milkers oh yes gorgeous gorgeous mommy milkers thank- thanks for having me on i loved it yes it was the best thank you so much for being on and to my audience guys keep squirting okay 